0: It'll be Leeds then to get us away. All in white. Chelsea in blue with white stockings. Leeds with red stockings. Welcome dear listener to episode 14 of the Football Kit Podcast. I'm Les of Hull City Kits and with me as ever are Dennis of Museum of Jerseys and Gav of Kit Geek. Plus we're joined by Jay of Design Football for this episode. Welcome Jay.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Tell us a little about your work at Design Football.
1: Well, for people not familiar with designfootball.com, it's a concept football kit website and it has... Pushing fifty thousand concept designs, crest designs, football shirt kit designs. Uh, with little just for fun competitions on there as well. A lot of the members have gone on to to big things at uh, big football kit manufacturers. Quite proud of that. And yeah, it's just same thing, really. Same thing. It's been doing for about fourteen years now. Yeah, we just share the uploads, the football kits that people put on the website, which I happen to think are brilliant and hopefully other people do too.
2: The theme of of this episode is teams wearing colours that are better associated with their rivals, a trope known in literary and film works as wearing the skin of your enemies. Think of Indiana Jones disguised as a Nazi guard in Raiders of the Lost Ark, or Captain Picard and Data as Romulans in order to find Spock in Star Trek The Next Generation.
3: (laughs) Yep, we'll each nominate two instances and later have a discussion about the ethics of the practice. After all, conducting military operations while wearing uniforms of the enemy are in breach of Protocol One of the Geneva Convention.
0: Yeah, we'll let you as guest go first. What's your first nomination?
1: Okay, so so my my first nomination. I'll explain what it is. Mainly Paris Saint-Germain wearing all white. Now that's something they've done quite a bit recently. They've, I think, they've got it this season with a sort of Jordan basketball kit. Sorry, that was last season, wasn't it? The the all-white was the basketball kit, I think. And so it's meant to be looking like Chicago Bulls. But they've done it a few times, all-white kits in recent years. And I just think their main rivals are Olympique de Marseille. And it's just kind of a weird thing to do. But there has been the same thing from Olympique de Marseille wearing all-navy as well. I don't think it's as blatant because Paris Saint-Germain should really have the hair stripe on the front of the shirt so (laughs) Loem haven't actually gone that far but I don't think it's a deliberate act to wear the colors of your rivals I think it's more a case of not ruling out colors that you can market so if you're trying to sell football shirts you want to have the maximum amount of options of of different items to sell and over a few seasons you're going to exhaust all the different colors available and you're going to go around in circles again so having that extra it gives you another season i guess or another another kit over several seasons that you can if you're not going to rule out the colors of first one Paris Saint-Germain and and to a lesser extent L'OM wearing each other's colors
2: yeah it's um it's certainly an interesting one especially given that they are two of the top top clubs in France i suppose There's a bit of a parallel with Manchester City so often having red and black in their change kits. And then the the famous Man United, 1992 away, which looks like blue from a distance and is so popular among the United fans. I've also gone for rivals, Nottingham Forest and Derby in 1989. It was basically Forest. Forest had gone back to Umbro in 1987 and their away at the time was white with red trim the opposite of the the home. But for whatever reason the kit was launched with red shorts, but then it was worn with mainly black shorts. But the the shirt was still only white with red. But then in eighty nine the new shirt was white with a black collar, a white and red trim on the collar. Um and basically it was it was pretty much identical to the Derby home shirt that was launched that um that year as well. And like given that the two clubs fans don't like each other and given their Tug of love over Brian Clough and everything. It it did seem very odd that it would happen. And there's a kind of a a parallel or a contrast in that the same summer, Umbro launched a red and black striped uh, away shirt for Derby, and the Derby away fans refused to accept it because it had so much red on it. Um. So um, like it appeared in in a couple of ads and in, in uh, shoot and match or whatever that summer. Um but because the fans threatened to boycott it, Umbro very quickly had to um had to change it from black and red stripes to black and silver stripes. it was in the Newcastle barcode design. But for whatever reason then the red shorts and socks stayed, so you were just left with an awful mishmash of a of a kit brought about because of fans fans acting like we'd expect fans to act nowadays, really. Um but then at the same time, you Forest Forrest playing away to Arsenal, um, Manchester United, Liverpool, etc. Looking exactly like Derby.
3: Yeah, that Derby one, that was one of my first memories. I was about, probably about 10, 11 at the time of knowing kits, the power of fans with kits. And the kit changing because of fan kind of uh, discontent. So that's quite a, a strong one in my memory. My first nomination, I've gone for Arsenal playing in white. So, just like their North London arrivals, Tottenham, recent years we've seen two examples. firstly, from actually the first season at the Emirates in two thousand seven, two thousand and eight, where they used white with red current, so the colour that they uh, the color, the colour that they had for. The home shirt of the last season of Highbury, they coined it redcurrant. They, you know, that was a really popular colour. They then continued that as the uh, into the away kit and in elements of the home kit, I think, of the following season. But it was a white shirt with the red current shorts and then um, striped socks. And then they also had a white away kit in the 0-9-10 season. Sorry, third kit. This was a. Had, again, red current in it, but with pin stripes, with a darker, almost black shorts. I think they were black rather than a dark red current. But nothing like Tottenham in terms of colour. Um, uh, Arsenal have a history of having white as first choice, um, away um, colours. Going back to kind of early in the history and also in the 60s and up to the mid-70s, white was the first choice colour with red, which still gives an Arsenal feel to the change kit and a balance to a set of kits as well. You know, one of the most popular changes is for teams with all reds. So I think Liverpool and all red shirts is Liverpool Man United. Having a white alternative gives a great alternative, but actually remain still in the Arsenal colour palette. So I'm surprised that it is a colour that we don't see more often with Arsenal. So interesting that we don't really see it given the, uh, you know, it never seems to be that popular when the club choose white as an option.
2: Yeah, I'd love to see more white Arsenal change shirts with red trim rather than red current because the existence of red current and Arsenal kits came about due to a mistake. And bad interpretation of black and white pictures. But overall, I agree, especially because white is so prominent on the home. So you're like, oh, our colours are red and white. But, oh, we don't go near white shirts um, <laughs> for away in third kits because that's Tottenham. It doesn't make any sense. Even the one in 2019-20, the away, the kind of, the one that Les asked me to do up in as a Leicester City away, uh, <laughs> like Stilton Cheese, I think that was even called off-white rather than white with the red current just, you know, just to protect people's sensibilities. You have to give props to Jay for an article he wrote in 2009 when that third kit came out. And the heading on it was this time it's Spursnil. So that was that was quite (laughs) clever. So, Les, who are you going to go for?
0: I'm going to go for a team I don't like. I'm going to go for Leeds United.
2: I thought you were going to go for Hull when you said you didn't (laughs) like him.
0: That's just this week (laughs) and next week and possibly the week after. (laughs) Now, as a Hull City fan, it it irritates me no end when ignorant Tigers fans expressed a view that we shouldn't wear white away because those are Leeds colours. When Hull City were wearing white as a change term before Leeds United even existed, and certainly before Leeds copied Real Madrid's homework, switching from blue and yellow to, to white. I would imagine, similarly, that there are Leeds fans who would consider a red kit anathema, certainly if he was to do it now. There was an interview with James Milner when he said that, growing up, red didn't exist in his house. So this does appear to be a sensibility with Leeds. But, of course, Leeds have won read quite a bit, certainly in the in the 60s and 70s. In 1971, they played Juventus in the last ever Inter-Cities Fairs Cup and they wore red, white and red in Turin. Twice, in fact, because the first game got postponed midway through because of a, a waterlogged pitch and, and torrential rain and they replayed the game two days later. That game ended 2-2, so when the second leg was 1-1, Leeds won that trophy on the away goals rule. But it it wasn't the only time, and it it wasn't even the first time either, because they wore Red Sox at Chelsea in 1964-65. They wore all red at Tottenham in 69-70. Red Sox again, oddly, with black shorts at Stoke in 1971-72, and that was the season in which they also wore all red at Spurs. But I think perhaps the most famous instance of Leeds wearing red was the 1970 FA Cup final when they came out wearing red socks with an otherwise all-white kit, although Chelsea's yellow socks in the replay are probably the socks that get most remembered. Mm. And since since then, Chelsea have, have even referenced that with a special FA Cup kit, haven't they? But yeah, just one of those instances of if people cared at the time, there wasn't the vehicle for people to vent instant outrage that we have now. So there might have been a few stern Letters written to the Yorkshire Evening Post at that point, but certainly I don't imagine it would have looked anything like Twitter outrage if Leeds were to produce a red awerker. Now I suppose they, they sailed a little bit close to the wind with that maroon effort, didn't they? But is it, I mean, even that itself seems to suggest that the lack, the will or intent to to fully go, let's have, let's have a red awerker.
2: I, I agree, yeah, because I think when that clip was launched. 1971 in the Fairs Cup was referenced, but it was quite clearly a different colour. I think that 1970 example is, you know, a real instance of success um, dictating the narrative. If Leeds had won that FA Cup, maybe Red Sox would be um, more acceptable for Mm -hmm. for them now. In, In 1987, Leeds were away to Brighton, and Brighton had blue, white, white at the time, and Leeds were intending to wear their blue-away shorts and yellow-away socks with their white shirts. They forgot the shorts, so they had to borrow Brighton's red-away shorts. Um, so I think that's the last time they ever had red kit elements and until 2020, it was the only time they'd ever worn Adidas.
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting. The the maroon kit being released and nodding to a kit from the past like that, there's a sort of parallel with Arsenal there really, isn't there, where it's where it's it's suggesting that it's a, a colour worn in the past, but it, it wasn't really. It was it was just standard red in the past. I guess that's similar to the
2: red current shirt, I mean, in two thousand and five. Yeah. Um, it's just less um less of an excuse than Leeds Park because there's colour footage from the seventies. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, that's interesting.
1: Just just as a as a quick aside, sorry, I just need to ask. We're, we're saying that Celtic actually wore orange socks, are we, against Leeds in that match, rather than borrowed from that red red kit? What's yeah. The, the conclusion on that is that it was an orange pair of socks they wore. Okay.
0: Joe, what's your second nomination then?
1: So so my second nomination, and it sort of nods to something that's already been said, but it's, it's Liverpool's 2011-12 third shirt, so it's the white shirt. It looks has the sort of stylings of a Olympique de Marseille shirt, ironically. But it's um, yeah, it's, it's just got. I think it's black and blue, so, sort of sky blue colour. But it's mainly white. Someone said on Twitter that it was it was sort of Adidas saying, okay, well you, you're ditching us for Warrior, so we're going to give you a, a kit with blue on it. Well, they've they've had blue, particularly navy, in several kits in years previous to that. And obviously white and that sky blue were their first colors as 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 i understand it anyway so it it has historical meaning there as well but i think it's kind of the same thing again it's you you're running out of colorways for kits so why rule it out especially as it's not the same shade so the con- controversy sorry if, if it's not obvious is that everton uh liverpool city rivals wear blue so yeah, so it's, it was regarded as a controversial kit, but I think it's just the same thing. The colourway thing we've got, we've got to try different combinations and that was what they went for. I, I like the idea that it was Adidas sort of saying, well, like this is what we're giving you. We're not going to give you a kit that you'll be happy with because you've dumped us. <laughs> um, but it's it, I, it doesn't really make sense, I don't think, because the, the design of the, of the kits probably doesn't align with the contracts being sorted, not perfectly anyway. But it's, and also it, the
0: idea that a football club is utterly powerless in terms of what kit they're given, that they've got absolutely no say <laughs> yeah. in, in what they're given, it does feel um, a little I, ludicrous. I don't
1: know, yeah. but then you you do have to wonder why they accept some of the kits that they do. If you look at some of the the kits that some teams receive, but yeah, yeah
2: I, I I saw that tweet um as well. The, a guy going by the handle of local man. We are we going to mention the tweets later anyway, um, and it, it's it's. An interesting theory, certainly, but I I would be skeptical that Adidas wouldn't bring professionalism to it because if you look at their twenty seventeen eighteen set of kits from Milan, the last before Milan went to Puma, it's an outstanding set of kits. Mm. I think far better to kind of say to the club, you know, we're giving you this, and you're you know enjoy your new your new yeah. maker, like you know, see you later. I think that's a better way to do it. Mm. If I all things be equal i think that would have been a superb liverpool kit if the the blue was just red mm. um but i'm a boring person who just always likes to change kits to be the club's palette and nothing else so
1: yeah yeah just on the theory again i it, it sort of tallies with with what olympique de marseille got from adidas in their last season because that was poor like they were three really strange kits that yeah, that lacked imagination.
2: Yeah, because I don't think Marseille are, are swimming in a sea of imagination with Puma either. No. <laughs> uh, my second one it was Ireland's 2002. Well, really there are 2000 and 2002 change kits, but it's the 2002 one that got the attention. So like for ages, Ireland's away kits were the opposite of the home. White shirt, green shorts, white socks. Possibly interchangeable, but very rarely in practice. But then, the first set of Umbro kits had a, a white away and then for four years, Ireland didn't have a white second kit. There was orange, which was worn twice. There was a black one, which was never worn. And then, in 2000, they launched it. Do you remember the design that United had white and navy with grey trim? It was basically the second iteration of Umbro training shirts that could be used as, as away or third kits. I think Everton Everton had a yellow yellow version, but basically that was white and green with navy trim, and it was worn in the US Cup in 2000 against South Africa, I think, and worn maybe against Cyprus in the World Cup qualifiers, but it was often worn with white shorts, so people probably didn't even realise that the default shorts were navy. Then, before the O2 World Cup, a new white kit with navy shorts was launched again, warning a home friendly against the USA at Lansdowne Road, um, televised nationally, more people saw it. And then the following day, this is radio programme. And on Radio 1, the, the national radio station is called Liveline, and it's basically just a, a charter for crackpots. Um, people can ring in about anything. And it was inundated with calls about what an absolute disgrace it was that Ireland were looking like England. And if you know they shouldn't be going to the World Cup looking like that. As it turned out, the kit was only worn once at the World Cup against Spain, who have navy shorts. So Ireland had green shorts. So disaster was averted, thankfully.
0: Was you one of the callers, Dennis?
2: <laughs> no, no, I was. I was in school. Thankfully, it's on from <laughs> it's on from quarter to two until three in the afternoon. But it's you. You can you can end up with anything on it. Last week, somebody had seen. In the grain of her banisters, what she thought was an apparition of Padre Pio. Naturally. Yeah.
0: I almost feel that like there needs to be a bit of an exemption with white because it's such a, a neutral colour. If you wear a coloured primary kit, it's a natural thing to go towards for a change kit, isn't it? Because... Of course,
2: because it's so popular as a secondary colour on home mm. kits.
0: And, and also, I mean, it's certainly not the case with, with Ireland, but... Going back in the football league, when when they originally asked teams to all have distinct kits, when there became a, a, a proliferation of other clubs with the with the creation of of Division Two, and it created the notion of a change kit, they just said we'll make sure you've got some white shirts. So I mean, yeah, there'll be some clubs where white shirts is the traditional change just going back to that edict yeah. and it'll be plenty of that since then with the advances in kit technology i've said oh we, we can mix this up a bit we can go with something different but if you played in a colored kit white was going to be a default change kit your away kit anyway although it wasn't an away kit back then so yeah it's an interesting one with white because it almost should get a pass really
2: just as a complete aside I wonder if that is where the urban myth grew that Preston are the only team that didn't have to wear an away kit because their home was white. And like you say, the rule said have a white away kit. So maybe it stretches back that far. I don't know. Mm.
3: You know, think about US sports, particularly NFL, NHL. You know, the the default mm. uh, home primary colour is the, the club colours. The on the road colours are white. So I wonder if it was, if you restarted now, whether you would probably go along that lines of, you know, your club colours or your first choice colours, why is your change colour to keep things simple?
0: Unless you're the Dallas Cowboys, the <laughs> Preston north end of the NFL. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Just, just on, on the island kit again, so was there any reasoning given for, for using, so I guess navy was the secondary colour and then you had a little bit of green on there as well, was that how it was? Yeah. So was there a reason given for that? Because they've they've just recently released a commemorative shirt, didn't they? And they it was a blue shirt. So was was that the same rationale?
2: I I don't think there was that level of thought going into it because it was a it was a darker blue than yeah than the one that appeared a hundred years ago, and this was I suppose just before, Kit inspirations were cited. Mm. Yeah, so I don't remember that being a factor. Okay. Gav, where are you going to take us?
3: So just changing the complete theme, I'm sticking with another white kit. This time looking at a more recent rivalry, um, which is AFC Wimbledon and MK Dons. Um, So when the team formerly known as Wimbledon moved to Milton Keynes in 2003, their first full season in Milton Keynes, they changed from the old Wimbledon's colours of navy in that case, but blue to an all white kit. Fast forward to 2011, AFC Wimbledon climb up the pyramid playing there and get to League Two. Their first League Two game was against Bristol Rovers and they wore an all-white special kit. Now, it was in reference to their first league introduction, the right word, can't think of the right word, induction to the Football League in 1977, where they wore all-white with blue, royal blue trim. Um, that season as a as a one-off colour but I also think it may have been two fingers up to MK Dons as well because it was only just used as a one-off special they have used white a couple of times since with a couple of change kits um, but they haven't used it since 2016 and it's one of those things that I think now if they went with a white kit there'd be a lot more focus on that decision and a lot more not disharmony, but comment by football fans in general, given the history of the two clubs. But as we kind of just discussed, you know, white as off the table makes it a little bit, you know, there are some traditional Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon, Wimbledon colours, red and green, for example. But white is there as a, is there, should be there as an option for them. But I don't think they'll ever use it.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I think take ownership of it rather than shying away from it you know, give them the two fingers, like, it's not fully related, but, when Cardiff switched to red home shirt, if I he had been involved in Wrexham or Swansea, I'd have been pushing to launch a blue and white change kit and do a big thing about no other club in Wales uses these colours, so we felt it was, it was time to give them exposure, you know, take take the piss out of the, the other team, rather than, um, kind of leaving the field open for them.
0: Yeah, it would almost be, surrendering a sartorial option having already been forced to surrender your previous club yeah you know, as as captain picard would say you know that the line must be drawn here <laughs> and uh we'll go no further
2: um did did any of the the star trek guys ever ever wear the the rivals colors you know the way they have kind of the same uniform but different color below the the black like you know the way the uniform is like the nineteen eighty Adidas goalkeeper kit, basically. <laughs> um, like, did anyone ever wear? What What was the the demarcation with with? You know, Picard got to wear the dark red, and the fellow with the thing over his eyes kind of wore. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, there was a...
0: there was an episode where Picard wore the tail of the the science division. Okay. Because. Uh, because He'd changed something in his past and it had pulled on a thread that meant he was no longer this ambitious man who went on a on a captain and command career track. Welcome to the Star Trek Uniform podcast. (laughs) I'm Les from Starfleet Kits. Les, your
3: second choice?
0: I'm going to go with another team i don't like um andreas aveda uh, bremen fan on twitter he mentioned a shirt i was planning to discuss anyway great minds and all that but he talked about schalke wearing yellow much as Borussia munch and gladbacks yellow and black appliques were about lucrative sponsorship that was the case with with schalke too um, and they wore yellow shirts twice they the 1994-95 away shirt and the 1996 1997 third that suited pressure washer maker karcher but i don't imagine it suited uh fans very much because yellow is the prime return of sworn rivals borussia dortmund the the 94 95 chain shirt was one of the Second generation Adidas equipment shirt. So instead of just having the shoulder bands, it was complemented by bands at the waist level as well. But the 96 97 one was a third shirt and that confirmed so that conformed to the same template as the home shirt and the chain shirt, which was a solid color but for contrast stripes on the side. In this case, it was yellow shirts with blue stripes. But intriguingly, catchers main brand colour was blue until 1974 mm-hmm. and that was the point that the uh the switch to yellow i guess it's worth noting that at that point dortmund were in the fluoro tone of yellow there was wearing neon gelb you know the it was the drake Ramberg nike design era but still i imagine for many schalker supporters any shade of yellow has got bfb connotations so it sort of begs the question why don't these fans with yellow livery just try and sponsor dortmund
2: mm. I'm just imagining a a Dortmund kit sponsored by JCB. Wouldn't that look class?
0: (laughs)
1: Uh, (laughs) Um,
2: At at the moment, of course, they're sponsored by a company called One and One Mm. and their corporate colours are blue and white. And obviously because of the rivalry, they can't have blue on their home kit, so the logo is in black and white, which I still think looks a bit shit. It should just be in black with a transparent background Mm. looking yellow, but they're paying the money, so they get what they want. Yeah,
1: sorry. Just on on that um, sort of procedurally, the the a lot of teams have been sponsored by Boxed uh, in terms of a sleeve sponsor. I think maybe Leeds with one of them. but I think there's some others. They they the transfer for a time, the transfer was just the outline, and the centre of it was blank, so it was just the shirt showing through, which was I thought that was quite a nice touch. I quite like that.
2: No, this season the teams that have boxed basically have it. Um, it's failed, co- is it? It's color coordinated for wh- whichever, um, whichever I really teams have it. have it. Yeah, so yeah. Ever- Everton have it at the moment, and it's it is white, but it's written in blue. And I'm trying to think who else, who who else have them as team sponsors, but it it's in the club colors as well.
0: The MLS logo idea. It's amazing that they came to that in the second iteration rather than the first time around
1: i'd look at that quite closely just in terms of like structurally because i wonder if there is actually any so on the everton one i wonder if there is actually any blue on it or
2: or if it's just
1: a gap on it um, well it,
2: it's a more complicated more complicated logo than it used to be oh is it okay it, it says boxed life whatever that is but it, it's all the one sticker but Boxed is written in blue. Life is white on a little blue rectangle within the okay. bigger white rectangle. On the green goalkeeper kit, it's a black, green, and white sticker. So it's, it's oh, a good really? approach. Going to yeah. town, yeah.
3: I like that. That's good. Should we take a look at some
0: Twitter responses?
2: I think we should. So Stu will says, "Don't think Liverpool have ever had a blue kit or Everton red. Obviously, going way back in time, they did. Totally forgot Arsenal had a white away. Have Spurs ever done the red one?" Andrew Rockall said Tottenham were red for about five seasons in the 1890s. We were known in the press as the Tottenham Reds. So it's nice that red has become a colour associated with success in, in North London in the interim. <laughs> uh, Ian Matthews tried to start his own uh, urban legend. Probably that might have gone over the heads of British readers by saying Liverpool originally wore blue and white. This was because the manager John McKenna was from County Monaghan in Gaelic football, Monaghan, where blue and white and McKenna is a, a very common name there. Um but it's interesting to note that there was a half shirt and Liverpool have had quarters mm-hmm. a couple of seasons ago, four or five seasons ago, and in the mid nineties, of course, and dark green was chosen as the um, the cop out rather than blue. Mm. Yeah, uh, but
1: so so the last one they released a special edition version of it in In blue and white, they didn't wear it, but they that was available. So it's identical shirt but blue replacing the green. But it's just a little bit strange that they choose quarters rather than halves. Um, maybe Blackburn, I suppose, more likely that they're, yeah, as I suppose they've won the Premier League, so they're a bigger team than Bristol Rovers. I suppose that might be the reason, but
2: I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that halved shirts, what we know as halved shirts, used to be referred to as quarter shirts.
1: Yeah, perhaps, yeah.
2: Jim Hearson, who's a Nottingham Forest fan, he replied with uh, my Derby and and Forest example, and then somebody calling themselves H.A. Um, said he heard a story that when Newcastle's kits were made by Puma, they refused to have the Puma logo coloured black on any kit because Sunderland, of course, are known as the black Cats. That is mm. true, and in return, no black Sunderland element short or socks ever had white stripes. It was always red or gold chosen yeah
1: so just I mean I know you're probably deliberately not mentioning this but there is the goalkeeper element so there have been Adidas Sunderland goalkeeper shirts that have had black and white stripes or or the black and white stripe effect because of the template that was used for the goalkeeper shirt and when we're talking about wearing rivals colors the one there's plenty of goalkeeper examples uh but Neville, Neville South, or was, was that a Cup Winners' Cup final? Maybe um, he wore a red shirt for Everton. So, but I mean, it's that that's going into a different direction, I think, with goalkeeper shirts.
3: It's funny how goalkeeper shirts don't seem to follow the same rules with those kind of things. Mm. So, that um, Neville Southall one's a great example because that is just a red shirt, and I've never heard any complaint about that from any Everton fan. In fact, from what I see, it's a very popular shirt amongst the fans. Mm. So it's interesting that goalkeepers have a a different set of rules.
2: Yeah, and never thought I'd wore a red Hamden Umbro shirt later in the 80s as well. So Mm. he obviously wasn't emotionally scared that much. And Bruce Grobbler and David James both wore blue and gold for Liverpool too.
0: Yeah. We had a tweet about on that theme, Damien McKenzie, he says, our two keeper kits, is referring to West Bromwich Albion, this season bear more than a passing resemblance to our two closest rivals. And there's one which is orange, which is uh, quite Wolvesian. And then there's another which is which is um, perhaps more of a maroon than a claret, if you really want to uh, get into colour semantics. But it does have a, a vague Aston Villa connotation. So, yeah, it's true people seem to not care if, it, if it's the goalkeeper wearing the rival's colours. Very bizarre.
2: And actually, one other goalkeeping example was in 1982-83 when Arsenal had a green away kit. Um, the goalkeepers obviously had to wear different colours. And away to Middlesbrough in the FA Cup, Pat Jennings wore a white goalkeeper shirt and with the navy away shorts. So a former Tottenham oh, yeah. player wearing the Tottenham colours for Arsenal. The, the
3: shirt was trimmed in red, of
2: course.
1: hmm
3: uh, we had a tweet from Stone Greg Forever who commented on the Man United away kit 90 to 92, the snowflake kit from a distance. It looked like a Man City shirt. Did touch on the uh, Man United and Man City colours. Uh, and then there was a follow up tweet to that. that it, it always amazes me that City have red and black as an away and United have blue and white. So another kind of Colour choice for Manchester City, the red and black, very famous colour choices. But again, no one seems to bat an eyelid about it. Mm.
2: And then Premier Seafoods Limited slash kingcrab.co.uk. I hope we're inviting them for advertising. <laughs> he said there's stories, or she, said there's stories of people not using a brand if it's connected to a rival sponsorship deal, isn't there? Which is a little bit different to what we're discussing, but it's it's valid. And it it's what has led to, River Plate and Boca Juniors had a joint sponsorship deal for a while. Celtic and Rangers did, so it was basically the teams coming together, and you know, logically, kind of saying we don't want to disenfranchise half of our potential um, mm. market, so let's uh, let's come up with something here.
1: Is is that something that company has done? Have they have they sponsored two teams wherever they're based for that oh, same Maybe reason? so.
2: Maybe so, yeah. Grimsby and someone else Grimsby and Cleethorpes Stone who are pissed off that Grimsby playing (laughs) Cleethorpe's I think we're going to leave it there hopefully Jay has enjoyed it thanks very much for joining us Jay my pleasure thanks for calling me on and hopefully we'll have you on again and hopefully listening to you have enjoyed listening to it we're always open to ideas for future episodes and Football Kit Podcast will return